welcome, and thank you for listening to Waypoint Community Church Podcasts. We hope you enjoy. Uh, the band's name is The Score. I'd never heard of them before, and uh, their song, Unstoppable, is about you having the ability to take on the world, be heroic, all of that sort of thing. And it's kind of appealing to us, right? Because I, I think it's possible that that does describe you under the right conditions. We don't normally put qualifiers with really encouraging things. Like we'll say to our kids, you can be anything that you wanna be, but then we don't follow it up with under the right conditions, although maybe we should. Because you can be anything that you want to be, but it's going to require a lot of hard work. It's going to require dedication. You'll probably have to sacrifice to get to where you want to go. And it's that sort of thing with this as well. Because this idea of being the hero, I don't know about you, but it appeals to my ego, right? I, I could look good. I could be elevated. I could have that sort of thing. But if you've ever run into a hero that has those kind of motives, they don't feel very much like a hero at all. And they're, they're kind of a repellent to you. Well, the truth is, I think there is an opportunity for you to be heroic. And it's why we've been doing this series. And the, the place where that heroism can take place, believe it or not, is your work. We started this series with just a simple observation that we made in the scriptures. God still works. Why? Almighty creator of the universe could be on permanent vacation, and that sounds good to us, but he chooses to work. Why does he do that? Because there's something about it that has purpose, meaning, and value. And if we can figure out what that is for us, if we can figure out the purpose and meaning and value in our work, it could go a long way to helping us find the meaning that God created us to experience with our lives. And I'm convinced. It, open up an opportunity for you to be heroic, but it takes the right conditions. Here's some of those. What we're gonna look at today is kind of the, the ultimate of this. It kind of piles all of this on together and says, man, this is the peak. This is what you really wanna get to when it comes to the work that you do. But it assumes that the other things that we've talked about are already on your mind. So I'm just gonna go through them real quick. Like number one, we said you're a creative being. God expects you to want to create, to want to be involved in doing something that's beautiful and good, to have ideas. He's, he's waiting for you to do that since you were created to be a creative being. We said you're a builder. God actually used the word subdue. He said, listen, I, I've given you all of these incredible resources in the world. I want you to marshal those to do good works. And when he said good works, it wasn't just serving in a ministry or being a servant somewhere. It was everything that you worked at had the ability to be of good and value to God's kingdom, that you, that you could do that. And then last week, I think, I think I might have disturbed some people. It was a lot of fun, though, when I said, listen, God joins you. He's looking to come alongside you. I know, I know God is our leader. Maybe it will make sense this way. God, our leader, also created you with a free will. I like to think of it as a will that's responsible. You're responsible for the decisions that you make, and not just the bad ones. We're quick to talk about the bad ones. You're responsible for that bad decision. But here's the deal. 
you're also responsible for the good decisions too. You, you get to carry that. And God's looking for you to step out and to say, listen, I, I'm gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna make a decision, and, and then God will come alongside, and we talked about how you hold that loosely in your hand, because he's gonna redirect and shape where you're going, but he's expecting some movement out of you. So all, all of that is part of this, because it's gonna get us to a place where the ultimate happens through your work. Because there's another type of work that God does that shows up in the scriptures, actually uses that kind of language in the text that God's working. So here's what we know. God worked, he rested, then he went back to work. He went back to work as a creative being, he went back to work as a builder, he went back to work, the scriptures say, joining us, and he does something else. There's another work that he does um, Paul talks about it in a couple different times, a couple different places, uses different language, but it's the same idea. I want you to see it. This is in Philippians 2.13, and it uses the words work. This is what God does. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. There's work that God's doing that happens in you that allows him to work through you. And that's really, that's really the goal of what you want with your life. If you could put yourself in a place where God could work through you, the stuff that you would accomplish wouldn't be about you and your kingdom and what you build. It would be the stuff that God sees as important and valuable. And so we see God not just working in you, but he's trying to create action where it comes out of you in a way that has purpose and meaning. Now this gets brought up um, in a different section of scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, it says this, for we, are God's, for we are co-workers in God's service. Partners, it's kind of crazy to think about. And then it says this, you are God's field, God's building. You are God's field. See, when we get this idea that God works through us, I think sometimes the image that we have is that we're a puppet. We just have to kind of loosely be around and then God kind of sticks his hand up our back and makes us jump around and do the stuff that we're supposed to do and that's how this works out. But that's not the image that we see here. See, um, he uses the same language or he uses different language, but it's the same thing. I'm gonna work in you. What kind of work? He calls you a field. What do you do with a field? It's just a big open space. Well, what a farmer would do with that field is they would till it up. They would break up the ground. Then they would plant stuff in it. Then they would go and make sure that they could take weeds out of it. Right? They would do all of that because the goal is to get something out of that field. Same language in Philippians, right? He's trying to bring something out of you, and that's what happens with the field. He's trying to produce some fruit in your life, some sort of thing that comes out that's good. And so he's tilling up your heart. He's pulling the weeds. He's messing around with stuff at the core of who you are because that's the kind of work he does in you. And he looks at you as a field, like I'm gonna go to work on your heart. And the goal is to produce some stuff out of your heart that could benefit the world, all right? And it comes from the 
hand of God working in your life. He says you're a building. Have you ever wondered why you have the personality that you have? Why did God, why did God come along and give you certain spiritual gifts? What, you know, what is the point of all of that? It's because God has a point, a purpose for who you are. And he's building that along the way. He's putting it piece by piece together. Why? Why would you build a building? Because buildings are built for purposes. They're used for something. And God looks at you and says, I'm building you. There's something I have in mind that your life was intended to do. And I want to get in there. And I want to start putting the stuff in the right place. I'm going to methodically build you. He has a, I think he has a plan to develop you as a person. And it's part of the building that goes on. And so we see in the scriptures that God sees you as a field. This is the, this is the inner work that he does. Now what's um, incredible about this is this is what sets the stage for God working through you. And one of the places that we find that he wants to do that is your work because this whole thing started with we are co-workers in God's service. We're co-workers. Like we're engaged with God in this and we have a part of this here. Here's, here's how I would say this. Your work, which takes up a huge chunk of your life, takes up a lot of your time and energy, it becomes an incredible platform for God to do the kind of work he needs to do in you. See, he'll find issues in your life that he needs to, I gotta pull this weed, that can happen at work. It could be an attitude that you've decided to go to work with. And he's like, that does not represent me well in the world. As a builder of mine, as a creative being who understands their place in the world, that doesn't help my kingdom. I wanna correct that. You'll be challenged with character at times in your work where you'll be asked to cut corners or do things that aren't right and aren't good and you'll have to make a decision about how you'll respond to that. And your decisions will often come because God is at work in your heart to say, I don't want you to cross that line. That will cost you too much. And so your character and your attitudes, the different habits that you have, they come out in your workplace and God sees that as an opportunity to get into the mix of who you are and to reshape you, to grow things in you that weren't being grown anywhere else, to build you in a way that couldn't happen except you were in your workplace. It's, it's far less a puppet and far more a partner and God has this desire that if he could partner with you, the work that you do, I don't care what it is, I don't care if you stay at home and you take care of your family, if you're going and volunteering because you're retired or if you're getting paid for something or going to school, the work that you do, God's looking at that as an opportunity to work through you. Now this is how this works. Because he's treating you like a field, because he's treating you like a building, he's doing some inner work stuff, you should probably be aware of what that might look like because he's doing some work and if you're not sure what's happening, you could miss the work that God's doing at the core of who you are. I think there are three things, three simple things that you could land on and say, this is the kind of stuff that I could expect God to do in me, all right? One, you have a conscience. 
It's one of the ways God works at directing your life. You make a choice, you decide I'm gonna go in this direction, and something in you goes off like a warning sound. You've done it before, right? You've had that happen. You deliver words into somebody's life, and immediately something inside you goes, you're gonna have to apologize for that, right? And you know what's happening, and then you have a decision to make. You have a decision to make on whether you will actually apologize or whether you'll be stubborn, and I've done both, right? There have been times where I'm like, I, I need to apologize for that, that was wrong, and there were other times where I thought, oh, she had it coming, I'm gonna let that stew for a while, right? I'm just, I'm gonna let that bake in the oven, because that's gonna make me feel better, and I just kinda go with it. It's a miss, right? God's trying to use this thing that you have, and can I just tell you some of the biggest disasters in life that you'll experience will happen because you will ignore the very gift that God gave you in your conscience. Like he's trying to do a work in you when he says don't, when he says draw a boundary there, when he says push back from that, turn that off, don't go there. Like, it's, it's, it's that work of like telling up your life and planning the stuff that matters in you that's happening and you're ignoring it. And by the way, you're ignoring it to your peril in bigger ways because you need a sensitive conscience for this next part to work too because God uses the scriptures in your life to give you direction and insight. But what happens is when you've decided to have a hard heart, when your conscience is not open towards God, you'll read the scriptures and you'll see what's in there and you'll do this. You'll say, I believe this stuff and that's good enough. I believe it, I'm good. And God, he does care about what you believe because a lot of stuff starts there. But you wanna know what he also cares about? What are you doing with this? How is this changing the way you live? When was the last time it affected the way you spoke acted. And when you read the text and you have a sensitive conscience, God uses that to say, listen, this text is important for you because this area of your life is out of sync with me. And I need, I need this from you right now. And honestly, you'll miss out on the beauty of what the scriptures were intended to do in your life if you've not created a conscience that responds and listens to God. He uses it to open up your, eye, your mind and to move you. Now here's what happens. If you've, if you've started responding to your conscience, you're starting to respond to the scriptures. God's using that to shape you. You'll find that there's something else that happens inside you that God uses. And that's just the pure presence of the Holy Spirit. Where you'll be working. You'll, I mean, you're just plugging away at doing something, and all of a sudden, a voice like, your, like you would recognize this as your conscience says something to you, and your first thought is, wait, I didn't do anything wrong. Why is my conscience speaking right now, right? And it'll say something like, I want you to pray for so-and-so right now, and it seems really weird because you're in the middle of your day. You're doing some stuff. But you make a choice. You make a decision because you've been working 
at becoming sensitive to God. You want to follow what he, and you understand that he's at work in you. And so you respond. And you stop, and for a minute you pray for that person, having no idea what's going on. And you only find out later that something was going on in their life at that moment, and God's spirit was marshalling his forces to support that person. And you became a part of that because you had developed a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. These things work together. This is the kind of stuff that God wants to do in you, wants to cultivate, build stuff in you. But if you're not sure what that is, if you're thinking the whole time that you just have to kind of sit there and wait for the Spirit of God to pick you up and make you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to miss that he's trying to grow and build stuff into your life so that when he needs you, you're ready to respond. That's what this looks like. Because the stuff that God wants to bring through you looks like the Spirit of God, his traits. You'll be more loving. You'll respond with grace. You'll do what's right. You'll care about justice. You'll respond in a merciful way to that coworker or to that kid in your class that nobody else does. Why? Because God was doing something in you. And because he was doing something in you that started to change who you were, it started to come out of you. It started to come out of you. I think this might be easier sometimes um, for us to experience I told you if I had a wish, I would have everybody go on a mission trip, and I'm not joking about that. I would have everybody go on a mission trip at some time in their life because what you do is you step into a place where you are, you are a servant for a week. If they tell you to go and do a bunch of junk work that is beneath you, you go and do a bunch of junk work and you do it with a good attitude because that's what a servant does. And sometimes it's just easier in that environment to get a picture of what God wants to do in our lives. I'm going to be a servant. He's going to do some stuff in me. I don't want to complain when I'm doing this. And that's the picture that I wish you could go and experience because when you bring that back, that's supposed to be how we work. Our work becomes a place where God meets us. And it's not puppet. In fact, I want you to see this because I think the scriptures are really interesting. Um, the, the reason it's not puppet is because um, God has this understanding that these three other things would be in place and we would be acting on them. And in our culture, our culture has not been very vibrant when it comes to being creative beings who are builders who understand that God joins them. And instead, we look at our our work as a treadmill. Whenever I think about that, I think of a commercial from the 80s. Yes, the early 80s. I was alive then, deal with it, okay? But it was a big commercial at the time. And you wanna know how big it is? After the first service, three people came up to me and said, I still say that every day. I'm like, that's messed up, <laughs> right? I want you to see this commercial. I, maybe some of you are caught in this too. Time to make the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts are always fresh. 
I made the donuts. We make them at least twice every day. Time to make the donuts. Not a few kinds, like supermarkets. Hey, donuts. Time to make the donuts. But up to 52 varieties. The donuts. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. I made the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who know that commercial by heart, right? The, the reason this was a big deal for Duncan is because they were emphasizing how fresh their donuts were because they were made all the time. But what a miserable guy, right? And the reason people identified with that guy is because they felt that way about their own lives. I remember in the 80s that people would say this instead of saying, I'm going to go to work. They would say, time to make the donuts. And you're like, so you're going to work? Yeah. It is that kind of sense that we have. I'm telling you right now, you were made for more than that, and you were not made to simply be a puppet. I want you to see what the rest of the scripture says about what it expects from us in this process. This is the same 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We looked at verse 9 where it says, you're a coworker with God. Um, you're a field, you're a building. God's doing this work in you. But then he goes on and he says some pretty cool stuff. Um, in verse 12, he says, if anyone builds on this foundation, and we're gonna stop there, he just spent two verses talking about the foundation that you and I have, and that's Jesus. We have a foundation where somebody loved us so much They came and sacrificed, taking away the penalty that we should have paid. And because of that, we have a chance to really live. That's the foundation that you're starting on. Can you see how maybe it might be messed up to think, oh, what I'm doing is worthless. No, what you're doing was intended to have value. You were giving a foundation that others don't have. Your life should have a different sense of urgency to it. But he goes on, he says, there's something that's happening with this foundation. Verse 12, if anyone builds this on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, these are really different. These are really different things that somebody's building with. The the text follows and says that what's gonna happen in our lives is that you're gonna get tested. And they use fire as the testing instrument And when fire comes, wood, hay, and straw get consumed. They get burned up. They're worthless. And what lasts are these things that were precious, these stones, the metals. And maybe the the metals might melt, but they're still there in essence. This is the kind of stuff you hear when somebody spends their whole lifetime, their whole lifetime building And they built stuff for themselves. They built a name for themselves. They got a pile of great stuff. And on their deathbed, they realize, I stored up the wrong thing. Like I went went after the wrong goal. Yeah, you were building with hay, straw, and wood. You You had the wrong thing in mind. But this is also about the effort that you put in as well. Some of us go to work and we give the least that we can. We're just trying to get through the day and you're missing that your work 
is an opportunity for you to represent God. And if you could do that, the attitude that you would go with would be different than wood, hay, and straw. You would show up concerned, caring about your coworkers, wanting to do a good job for the clients. You would go to school wanting to learn what you have to learn, knowing that it builds on the next thing and it matters. And your effort matters. Why? Because God expects creative beings who are builders, who understand that they're being joined by God to give their effort in the process. And without your effort in the process, there's not much that he can do in you. Because if you're not moving, if you're not, if you're not actively doing something, what's he adjusting in you? If you're just going to make the donuts, there's nothing that he's gonna engage with you. The one thing that he would wanna change is that you would have a different perspective about what that means. But listen, what you do does matter because look at what verse 14 says. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. Now almost every time when we see this idea of reward, we put it in the place of heaven. And I think that's not terrible, I think that's an okay thing to do, but I think in this case, there's a more immediate impact. Because when God is working in you and you've decided that you're gonna uphold your end of this, like you're gonna be the person God created you to be, you're gonna go out there, you're gonna be a builder, you're gonna work hard, you're gonna understand that he joined you, and you're gonna give your best. Like you're gonna do some great effort then when the stuff comes in your life, the stress, the pressure, all that sort of thing, and you get on the other side of that and you're still standing, you're still holding the character that honors God, you're still carrying an attitude that shocks people. How could this person still be okay with what's going on here? How could they have a sense of love and grace? And what comes out of that is fruit. What comes out of that is that people see God through you in a way that they couldn't have, except you got tested and you built with the right stuff. And on the other side of that, the reward is that God worked through you. And you're grateful. You're grateful. Because the work that you did now mattered. It didn't build your kingdom. It didn't build your name. It built his name. And there's nothing like it. This is the reward that comes when you decide, I'm not going to look at this as a throwaway thing. This is a place where God could meet me. I want you to, I want you to see this. This is, I love that this section of scripture is right here. It says in verse 16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst. This has been used for all kinds of things throughout church history about what you should or shouldn't do. Can I just tell you it's about your work? God wants to remind you that when you step into your work, you're given an opportunity to represent me. Have you forgot that I'm with you? Have you forgot that I'm with you? If I'm with you, then the effort that you give matters because there could be a reward at the end, and that's people seeing me and my kingdom through you. 
You guys, God doesn't need coworkers. Almighty creator of the universe could speak whatever he needed into being, chooses to work with you, chooses to see the work that you do as a valuable place to let his kingdom be seen. And if we saw our work that way, if we stepped into our work that way, oh my, what a difference we would make in our community. Where you're not just going to make some donuts, you are going to honor God with your life. And if, and if everything goes well, God himself works through you. Why? Because he's in you messing around. And you've taken your responsibility to be a creative being who builds, who understands that God joins you, and you've taken all of that seriously. You've paid attention to this internal stuff that God does in you, and out of it comes fruit. This is who we are. The work that you do matters. Are you ready to take it seriously? Are you ready to set aside the do, I'm out to make donuts mentality and instead grab your life and say, I'm going to do this in a way that honors God. Do some stuff in me so that you can work through me and be seen. This is a privilege. I hope you'll step up and take the challenge. Can I pray with you? God, there are all kinds of things that we can give our energy and time to that build our kingdom, that make us uh, the hero, the central hero of the story. But the heroic actions, the hero that you see is somebody who decides to step into the life that we were meant to have and then to allow you to do the work at the core of who we are that elevates you. People see you. God, it's almost too good to be true. But I ask you would just help. Help the people who have gone to jobs that they just thought, they're, it's just such a waste of my time. This is such a drain on my life. This is such a drag. I ask that you would give them new eyes for that work. I ask that you would open up their hearts to say, God, what do you want to do in me that needs to change in order for this place where I go and work to show you? I want people to see you. God, for those who are just waiting, they're just sitting around waiting for God to stick their, his hand up their back and to move them around, I ask that you would help them understand that God expects them to move. He wants to, he wants to work with somebody who's got some movement in them, not just a dead fish. So God, give us the courage to go subdue. Give us the courage to create. Give us eyes to see that you're with us. You've joined us, and the way that we live, the way that we work, matters. God, may you renew in us desire to honor you in every area of our life and may that include the work that we do in Jesus name amen
We're so glad you're able to experience what's happening here at Waypoint Community Church through our podcast. Our prayer is that these resources are a blessing to you. Please be sure to catch us again next time.